At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hi guys, welcome to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle and I am One Organized Mama. Episode number 13, your time versus your money. Things that may be worth paying someone else to do. Okay, so why am I talking about time management all the time? Well, for the month of January, it is kind of my topic. If you've been following me for some time, you know that my philosophy about getting organized is way more than just organizing your home, putting things in pretty little containers, slapping a label on it, and calling it organized. I am a big believer that you must get your time under control in order to get all areas of your life organized. So that's kind of my topic for this month in the new year. And I do have a time management journal. So if you go back an episode or two, you'll hear me talk about that and walking through the process of managing your time better. But we're talking about time versus money today, right? Okay. Very touchy subject for some reason. I mean, I'll admit it's touchy for me as well. I am a very money conscious person. I mean, I try to spend my money wisely most times. Um, My husband and I do follow a budget and we do work very hard. So I am very conscientious about how I spend my money. But I am very, very aware of how I spend my time. And why? Well, time is the most precious resource that we are all given every single day. I mean, it. you cannot create more time. You cannot buy more time. You are not guaranteed a certain amount of time, right? It's the equalizer. It's the ultimate equalizer in life. You can take the wealthiest person in the world to the poorest person in the world, and they have one thing in common. They're given the same amount of hours in a day. So in my life, I kind of struggle with what I call in my head, I would never call them to their face, but in my head, I kind of have some time bullies. And these are people I love. These are people I cherish, but these are people that never, ever value anyone else's time. These are the chronically late folks. These are the people that you love and you want to spend time with but you know they're going to be late. And the frustrating thing about this is that you're never allowed, and at least in my experience, you're never allowed to kind of stand up for yourself. You're never really allowed to say anything. When they show up consistently late, you just have to grit your teeth and smile and swallow everything that you were fuming about minutes ago waiting for them and just say, it's okay, I understand, and just move on, right? Because otherwise... It just causes friction. And I have to be very aware and kind of limit my time with um, these people in my life that are generally lovely people that I love, but they just kind of our time sucks. So um, I know we all have them in our life. Maybe we are them. And if you are, 
I hope I'm kind of touching a nerve with you, quite honestly, because in order, we all know, in order to be able to do something, we're, you know, if we have to go meet someone somewhere, we are jumping through a lot of hoops to make that happen. We all do it. So I'm always trying to go out there and preach or parade for the people who are saying like, you know what, hey, let's value each other's time. It's very precious. And that's why it causes um, a lot of emotion and it touches on nerves because we are innately aware, whether we're consciously aware or not, that time is our most valuable and most precious resource. Okay, so I dove deep there a little bit, right? Let's look at some of the trends real quick, um, what are going on in our culture. I think we're really becoming aware of this. Again, the saying to trip over a dollar to save a penny, we're kind of like in our life, we're realizing like, you know what, it may actually be worth paying someone a little bit extra and in order to save me time instead of saving me money. Some of the popular trends that we're seeing are subscription models. I mean, you can get anything on a subscription model now, everything from pet food to prescriptions. Um, and it's delivered the same time every month or every week. And you, yeah, you pay a little bit of extra money for, but ultimately it's saving you time from like having to go to the pharmacy and wait in line for a prescription. We're all very aware of Amazon, for instance. Um, the other day I was sitting at my desk and got the little notification that my printer ink was low. And I kind of had to sit there and weigh that decision. Again, it's a time versus money decision. So I decided to just go onto Amazon, buy it with one click, my printer ink, and it showed up two days later. So I didn't have to run to the store and stand in line and then spend more money on stuff that I probably didn't need. So ultimately, I was making that decision to pay a little bit of extra in order to save me some time. So you can see this in even local grocery stores, Target, Walmart. You can go onto your phone, onto an app, and um, buy your groceries. And then you pull up to a designated spot in the parking lot, and they bring them out to you. I have a lot of friends that love this service. It's not something that I like personally because I like to go and pick out my groceries myself, but my friends that use it love it. So um, we're definitely aware of the time versus money. And a lot of businesses are tapping into this and they're creating a lot of conveniences for us. Again, this is something that gets a little bit of um, controversy and people you know, get a little touchy about talking about it, but I'm just offering you a different way to look at it. So I know, especially like my mom's generation, um, they think it's ridiculous that to use uh, like Postmates or Grubhub, where I'm like, what's the difference between that and the pizza delivery guy? I mean, I mean, we get sushi delivered instead of pizza, but whatever. So some generation, sometimes it's a generational thing where people don't understand like why you just can't go to the restaurant and order it yourself. But I'm like, it's just not worth my time. And um, so this is definitely a new trend that's happening. It's something that um, my generation and definitely the younger generations are really jumping on board with and realizing that paying just a little bit of extra for something to save them time is definitely worth it. So 
Okay, so in today's episode, what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually go through the time buckets. If you're not familiar with what the time buckets are, go back again, episode or two. My episodes are only like 30 minutes long, um, so they won't take up a ton of time in your day. You can listen to them on the go. Um, But anyway, I talk about my time buckets. So if you're not familiar with what time buckets are, here's what they are. I am trying to teach time management in a very similar fashion to how I teach how to organize your home. When you have stuff or something, it needs to belong somewhere. So every item in your home needs to have a home. Well, the same applies to your time. You have, you're given 24 hours in a day. How are you going to divide up your time and where is it going to go? So I chose buckets. Buckets are containers. So just like my step three label and contain when it comes to organizing your physical stuff, I want you to have a place where your time buckets go. And the time buckets are all labeled. They're labeled already for you. So you can kind of, and they're very general labels. So you can kind of, um, you know, adjust them how you want. So the time buckets are, there's seven of them, home, family, physical health, financial, work, quiet time, social, and hobby. So you take any task that you want to do in your life and it falls into one of those seven buckets. Example, last night I did a coaching call with two of my network organizers and the topic was time management. And so I said, okay, test me, go through your, your to-do lists and throw stuff at me to make sure that it does fit into a time bucket. So the one thing that came up were pets. And so at first I asked them, where would you put your pets? Which time bucket would you put your pets? And they both said family. And I kind of laughed and I said, actually, my pet, we have a dog. He goes into my home bucket because home is a lot of like chore type of things. So my dog to me is more of a chore and then spending my time with him. And you can send me like hate tweets or whatever or messages. But let me tell you, this is a dog who's so pampered and spoiled that he gets ice water in the summer and he refuses to use a dog bed. So he sleeps on the couch with a pillow and a blanket. I'm not joking. Go look at my Facebook page if you don't believe me. So My dog fits into my home bucket. For some people, their dog is part of the family. Whatever works for you is great. The time buckets are designed for you to kind of customize them, but they're a guide for where you put specific tasks in your life. Okay, so let's kind of dive into it and um, go through each time bucket. And what I'm going to do is just give you some ideas of things that you can pay for. So again, we're trading our money versus our time. And it's okay to pay for stuff for to help other people do if you have the means. And whether you, you know, make a ton of money or you're on a very limited budget, again, you are making decisions based on your time versus your money. And it's a very personal decision. Um, I think it's something that we need to like, chill out when it comes to to judging other people about. Um, I know sometimes I've been in those situations where I've been the 
judged one. And I've also judged people. I mean, let's face it. Let's be honest. We all judge whether we show that judgment or not. But but what we have to realize is ultimately we're each making a personal decision. What is it worth to us? Is it worth saving a little bit of time or money? So let's start with the most obvious bucket and it's our home bucket. And this is where we probably do have something, again, depending on what kind of budget that we live on, where we're paying someone to do something in our home. Um, My husband and I are not like the handiest of folks and stuff. So like, for instance, we have a home warranty because if we have a plumbing or electrical issue, we don't know what the heck we're doing. So we pay for that and we pay to have someone come out and fix those issues when they arise. So some people have people that will come and help clean their homes. Um, Obviously a home organizer, um, a landscaper. Uh, Some people pay for dry cleaning, like it's worth paying someone else just to clean their clothes than to spend the time doing it themselves. I use dry cleaning to iron my clothes. I'm not going to lie. I don't own an iron or an ironing board. I hate it. I hate ironing more than anything on this earth. And so I gave away my iron and ironing board years ago. And when something needs to be pressed, I just throw it in the dry cleaning pile and my husband takes it every week. So I'm. it's totally worth paying the $2 for having like a very neatly pressed shirt than me spending time ironing when it's something I just don't enjoy doing. Um, Over my years of organizing, I've noticed a lot of um, my clients actually hire personal assistants. And it's not even, you know, the super wealthy celebrity professional athlete clients. Like I know a lot of stay-at-home moms or um, people that live in my neighborhood um, that hire people to help them with personal assistant tasks. So whether that's like running errands for them, picking stuff up, and some of them, it's just kind of a great deal. It's someone that can have like a little part-time job and earn a little extra money on the side. And it helps out the busy parent, busy you know person who works outside of their home or works inside their home. So those are all things that you probably are paying someone to do in one of your in your home bucket in one of those categories. So, but that's the most obvious. All right. So moving on to family. And again, if your pet falls in your family category, um, maybe you're paying someone to help you out with your pet. I've seen everything from um, pet daycare centers. So pet, you know, the people that will come out and like pick up the poop in your backyard um, there's the, the, the app, I think it's called wag that you can have someone come and walk your dog. Um, but whatever it is, you're probably, um, with the pet a lot of times, not probably, but a lot of times you're probably paying someone to help you out with your pet. Um, certainly with your children that fall under your, your bucket. So almost every parent has used a babysitter at some point. So again, you're trading Uh, making a trade and paying someone to save you a little bit of time so that you can go out and they're free to do some stuff. And if you're not paying for a babysitter, I want to know why. Like, I mean, I know it's hard to leave your children, but hopefully you are um, taking some time away from them. Okay. The next bucket is physical and health. So 
Maybe you're paying for a personal trainer. I, for one, need a lot of motivation for this um, bucket. I don't super enjoy it. Um, I wish I did. There's been times in my life where I wish I did, but I definitely have to have a motivator. And the thing is, is that money for me, just like most of us out there, money is also a pain point. So if I have paid money for something, you better bet I'm going to show up. So sometimes I'll look at a class or a membership and I'll say, you know, what? if I pay for it, then it's worth the money. And it actually irritates me when I pay for something and I didn't use it. So I know what my membership for my gym is every year. And so I literally calculate, okay, I've been four times this month. So my membership is, you know, I have a dollar amount. So it came down to like eight bucks or something. Um, but I do, I, I am just like the rest of you out there. Money is a pain point for me before my time is, um, sometimes. So if I'm paying, then I'm better be doing it. So personal trainer, gym memberships under your physical and health bucket or paid classes. Another thing under physical and health, because physical and health also is, you know, how we treat our bodies, what we do with our bodies and a really popular trend right now are the um, the meal preps or the food preps, right? And you can do just about anything. Like you can have people make meals, send them to you. They can be fresh or frozen. There are, like I said earlier, um, the meal prep kits where you can have all of the ingredients sent to you with the instructions, and then you can create the meal for yourself. So those are all things that you can uh, trade your time and money for under your physical and health bucket. Okay, financial. The biggest one under financial is paying someone to do your taxes. Um, I know there's a really popular commercial right now, and it's actually kind of funny about all of these amazing things that we do as people, but then we can't do our own taxes. So it's like a tax program that you can go online and they're telling you it's so easy to do your taxes. And I have done my taxes in the past. Um, but as a small business owner, and now that I have two separate businesses, I definitely have to pay somebody. And I am I am like a crazy person with my tax guy. Like I think he literally cannot stand me because I stress about it every year. I don't know why. Um, the IRS just really scares me, especially as a small business owner. So I'm one of those like uber conscious, over conscious people. And so I'm always sending him probably way more information than he ever needs. And I always have a million questions for him. And he's very patient. And he probably, like I said, doesn't super look forward to seeing my name pop up in his email inbox because it means... I have 10,000 questions for him and um, and I am a stressor and a worrier about everything. I just want to make sure our financial stuff is right and you know, I keep every little tiny receipt and piece of paper for my taxes um, in a box and stuff in case I ever were to get audited. So financial bucket taxes, paying someone to do your taxes is definitely something that you could do. There are a lot of programs out there that you can buy online to do your personal finances. Um, you know, I've used those over the years, but I am a pen and paper girl. I literally like to just write down my budget every month. When I pay something, it gets a check mark, 
And when it clears my account, it gets a little slash so that I know like that has been paid and I am done with that. But definitely under your financial bucket, a lot of us are DIYers. We like to do it ourselves, And some people just want to implement a program. And there's a lot of really great apps out there as well that help you keep track of your finances. There are a lot of free ones. And then you can like upgrade that have the, the other services. I don't, again, personally, I just won't keep up with them. So that's why I don't do them. Again, I'm a pen and paper person. But there are a lot of options out there for you to pay for someone to help you keep track of your finances. Okay, let's move on to work. So whether you work from home, you work away from home, you work for somebody else, you're a small business owner, this kind of depends of where you are. I mean, when I worked for, um, and I had an employer, this didn't super apply to me in the sense of I didn't need to hire someone because my um, employer hired people, right? But I did find when I worked away from my home, it actually kind of had a trickle effect over to my home bucket. For instance, when I was working from home, um, I hired a person to help me come and clean my house. And I think back then I just did it once a month and it was just something to kind of alleviate exhaustion, quite honestly, because when I worked away from my home those years ago, I had all three kids still living at home and it was just life was crazy. And so it was well worth it to me to pay the 100 or $120 to have someone come once a month and help me just clean bathtubs and toilets and clean places that I didn't even think about sometimes. So, but as I've um, moved on in my career and become a small, have become a small business owner, this is kind of bucket has changed a, a bit for me. So I, again, have hired an a accountant. So my tax guy, he's not my accountant, but he has accounting stuff and he's always willing to answer all of those types of questions. Um, one thing that I've, um, tried to do with a small business, or I should say, I have realized it has become painfully clear to me. And my organizers that I coach are laughing right now because they know what I'm about to say. I am the worst when it comes to printing off stuff or doing technical stuff on the computer. So we're trying to figure out like our coaching, um, systems, um, what we should be doing. I was using Zoom for a while. Last night for my coaching session, it was supposed to be a Facebook Live and I had technical difficulties. So I actually told them during the my session that I have to hire a part-time virtual assistant because I cannot figure this stuff out. Um, and so that's something that I have to make a decision as a small business owner again, to pay someone because it is taking me way too long to figure out some of these online programs for what I'm doing in my, my business right now. So it's worth the money for me to hand over this task for somebody and just tell them how I need it configured or have them teach me how to use it. Because some of these programs feel way too complicated and my brain just doesn't comprehend um, what I should be doing in some of them. 
So paying for an assistant sometimes is necessary um, under your work bucket to kind of help you out in different things. I have, um, when I had my my organizing business, I actually enjoyed doing some personal assistant work for a lot of my clients. I had one client in particular and we became, we've become dear friends since, but I mean, I helped her with everything. She just kind of gave me a list every week. We met once a week. I went and I took care of a lot of stuff for her. So if it was managing her parents' estate, um, and by estate, I don't mean like big, fancy, like behind Golden Gates, but I mean like um, managing their estate. They were downsizing and going into assisted living. So managing aspects of that to simply like kind of running some errands for her. And um, that was a way to keep her organized because she had a very, very busy and demanding job. Um, The other thing that kind of came up under the work bucket are lunches, like paying for lunches. Sometimes um, it's worth it just to like, you know, pay for lunches out um, or it's worth it to pay... um, to do like a meal prep service or, you know, kind of that, whatever it is, again, sometimes like I know when I was working, I would go through periods where we were trying to save money. So I was very conscious about making lunches and not paying for lunches. So again, lunches kind of goes under that, um, is it worth my time or is it worth my money category? And again, to repeat um, what I just said about the uh, convenience of the shopping, If you are working um, full-time especially, I would imagine that you really do put some value in some of these these services where they're saving you time with shopping. Because again, when you're away from your home for 8 to 10 hours a day, it really limits what you can do during your time at home. So some of these conveniences are probably really speaking to you. All right, so those are all little things that you could pay someone to do under your work bucket. Moving on to your quiet time bucket. This one, there's not a ton. It's a very personal bucket, but one of the things that I do pay um, for is a little app on my phone. I know that there are um, free models of this, but I have to have someone walk me through a meditation. Meditation is not something that I can just like sit and do on my own. Um, so I think it's like $9 a year. There's a There's an app that I you know, pay for on an annual basis. And it's super worth it to me because when I'm feeling super anxious and just kind of like need to just have a little bit of quiet time, I um, turn on the app and it kind of walks me through how to do a meditation. And I've really put a lot of value into that because sometimes I just have to force myself to do this just to kind of reset my brain, reset my emotions, reset myself overall. And that's why quiet time is super important. There are classes that you can take um, for meditation. Um, A lot of yoga classes I've noticed, they'll do a meditation at the end of the class, a guided meditation, which is kind of nice. And something as simple as you can go and pay for a journal. Some I know some people and they are really big into journaling. And so if you just spend a few dollars on a really nice journal and it's something that can help you kind of focus on your quiet time. But that bucket, it's it's pretty simple. It generally doesn't need to take a lot of money. And it's certainly something that you can do a lot of the stuff for free um, with just a little bit of um, guidance. So, 
Okay, the last bucket we're going to talk about, it is a social and hobby bucket. And I am definitely a very social person and I definitely like to have fun. So it is something, again, that I am choosing to trade my money for so that I can have the time to do. Um, Probably the biggest thing under my social and hobby bucket is travel. I love to travel. Like I am not a purse girl. I'm not a shoe girl. I buy all of my shoes, my clothes, everything on a discount or a sale. Like I never pay for anything full price under that category. But what I will trade is I will trade for travel. And it doesn't matter if it's a car ride or if it's a trip somewhere. So when we have the extra income, my social and hobby time has a lot to do with travel. I don't have a list of stuff for you to do because it's pretty obvious. And again, this is something that's very um, personal. But what I do want to say is especially to moms out there, if you are not putting time into your social and hobby bucket, if you are making your family your hobby and you're you're replacing your social and hobby bucket only with family stuff, I'm here to tell you just you are worth the investment in you. And it's sad as sometimes as moms, like we kind of put ourselves on the back burner. It's okay for you to have fun. It's okay for you to have a social life away um, from your family. It's okay for you to invest a little stuff into a hobby that you love. Um, just be aware of it. If it's a hobby where you have to pay for something to have a lot of supplies, make sure that it's something that you're really going to spend the time doing. So if you're one of those folks that has a hobby that you love to do at home, say something under the craft umbrella where you have a lot of supplies and you haven't put any time into that hobby in years, I want to encourage you at some point during your week to to make time for your social and hobby bucket in your daily planning. And I want you to go in there and I want you to spend some time on you. I want you to do something that is away from the rest of the people in your life. I want you to value you and give yourself the permission. Your kids and your husband or your spouse, they're going to be fine without you. It is okay to invest in you. Or if you want to go meet some friends and go just have some girl time and talk, have coffee, have drinks, whatever it is, I encourage you to make time for that as well. And on that note, and I'll wrap this up, going back to what I started with, if you are going to meet some friends, please be on time for them. Please be aware that this was a hard thing for your friend to do. She probably hired a babysitter. She probably jumped through a lot of hoops to meet you for coffee that day. Show up on time for her, for heaven's sake, because the social hobby bucket is so hard for so many of us to really um, focus on and, and invest in ourselves. But I encourage you to do it if you aren't already. Okay, so that wraps up this episode of the One Organized Mama podcast. I would love to hear your feedback. Give me um, suggestions on topics that you want to hear. Um, Share this episode with someone that you feel like needs to hear it. And I just want to thank you guys so much. It's so exciting to have a uh, venture like this and to watch my audience grow week by week. 
So again, thank you for listening to the One Organized Mama podcast.